Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey, guys. This is another bonus episode that we're doing this week. This makes, what, two bonuses, one Patreon video, and then our two normal shows? That's right. Awesome. But I remember um, how to do this. I know. Put the mic to we, my we face. We don't know what exactly is happening. So we are at Ohio Valley Hops for the hop grower, well, the 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 open ninth house annual Ohio, Ohio Hop Growers Guild open house. We've been doing this for nine years here to give hop heads and brewers and bartenders and potential growers and home brewers a chance to go out and see what's happening because we've actually got about 40, 50 commercial growers in the state of Ohio um, growing a fair amount of hops and uh, being utilized by quite a few brewers here in the in the local area. That's awesome. And you have how many local breweries that get your their hops from you guys? I already... Um, sending hops this year to Cellar Dweller up at Valley Vineyards in Morrow, Narrow Path down in Loveland, Fibonacci down in Mount Healthy, uh, Westside, uh, Little Fish out in Athens, and Urban Artifact. Nice. Now is uh, Little Fish the farthest brewery that you've got that you've sent hops to? Yeah, yeah. Nice, absolutely. nice. And how much are those, or how many of those are uh, pelletized versus, I know you do some wet hop for some of the like local more local breweries. Yeah, uh, 95% are pelletized. Okay. Um, we, we've actually got a little bit more on the wet hop side this year uh, because a couple people have either got back in the game or stepping it up a little bit, mm-hmm. but but it's still 90, 95% are going to be dried and pelletized. Nice. That's awesome. And you have, I should have my sheet up, but I don't, 15 varieties? Uh, I don't think I have Herden? that many okay. anymore. Oh, oh, that's right. There are like five or six that are all the same, um, all yeah. the Vista and all yeah. that. So. Yeah. But still, an awesome Julie, are you going to introduce me? Do people no, even know who, yeah. people even know who's, no, who no. you're talking to? If they don't know you by now, they're doing it wrong. I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm brand new at this. Uh-huh. This whole podcasting thing is very new to us. I mean, I've, I've listened to the podcast once or twice, and I, I know you're supposed to introduce your guest. <laughs> and that's true. Since you're not a first-time guest, we're supposed to introduce you. So, Marco, why don't you do the honors? Because I haven't let you talk at all. That's all right. Either. Yeah. I am here. I am here. Uh, so, I'm Marco, and we are joined by Dave Volkman of Ohio Valley Hops. Yes. Dave, Super welcome awesome back guy. to the pod. Thank you, Marco. Yes, yes. Glad to have Thanks for inviting everybody out here. Have you had a good turnout so far today? We've probably had about 40 people stop by so oh, far. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. The weather is beautiful. Best couldn't ever for be, an open house. Couldn't be a better day for this. The sun is shining. Humidity's down. Um, what is, this is something that I wanted to ask while we were walking around before we set up the equipment, but uh-huh. I thought, no, want to record this. If there is, is there a single hop variety that you would l- absolutely love to grow, regardless of, you know, if it's still experimental, if it's, you know, uh, held up in legal whatever's by someone else that says only they can grow X hop, is there a hop that you would love to be able to grow, I, given I, all, all freedom? Yeah, that, great question. I No, I, um, I really like the public varieties. I think that there are some beautiful lovely hops out there that are not controlled by you know the the hop conglomerate Mm -hmm. Um, they do a better job of marketing and because they control supply they can drive hype Mm -hmm. Um, i mean citra and mosaic are wonderful they are really beautiful but there are so many great public variety hops that there's nobody out there marketing them because mm-hmm. they're just they're just publicly available. But a great brewer can make a great beer out of any hops. And I've heard I forget what podcast I was listening to that mentioned this 
there are some hop growers that are working to make hybrid versions of the public hops already available mm -hmm. that make them taste exactly like say citra for mm -hmm. example to where hey this we're not infringing on your hop but we're finding ways to develop our own have you played around with I, any hybridization here? not a bit okay. um okay. We, we have 1500 plants out here they're all female because um as we talked about when i was on the show before they're mm -hmm. dioecious male mm -hmm. and female plants yeah. the males are worthless they just cause problems out here so we just keep 1500 girls here to start that process women rule the world what can i say <laughs> and, and the hop farms yeah <laughs> to, to to do that process um i i mean i i, I i've talked to some breeders up in michigan mm -hmm. you literally have to make thousands and thousands of crosses and you gotcha. just every year you eliminate the ones that are not up to it in terms of the agronomics in terms of disease resistance and mm -hmm. then when you get down to the ones that actually survive that might produce a decent crop you don't know what you're going to get when you hybridize stuff you might That's think true. this sounds great oh if i mixed you know citron mosaic it'd be awesome it may not be that good yeah the it, the the whole process of genetics is so complicated and i have got zero interest in doing that i'm going to grow <laughs> what i got and drink some beer sounds great it sounds yeah. like a it sounds extremely interesting and exciting if you have the the money the space the time yep. to put into it yep. if you don't it's like you said just kind of you could end up with an entire year where you have absolutely nothing yeah. to i mean they to they, they throw thousands and thousands of starts away every year because they're not up to it and yeah uh, i don't have no. time for that <laughs> so what's your favorite that you're growing currently um i i, I love growing um crystal mm -hmm. crystal is a beautiful hop it is um i, I don't think it's as utilized as much as it could be but the brewers that I sell it to absolutely love working with it. Um, Little Fish has got it in a couple of beers. They got a new beer coming out, all new recipe in about three weeks. Nice. Using uh, Crystal as the aroma hop. It's just got a lovely, um, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words of how much <laughs> I love that hop. And he's done a couple saisons with it. Um, Chad down at Narrow Path uses it in a couple things. I was just talking to a uh, cellar dweller because we're doing a wet hop with them this week and looking at what else he's going to need. And he's got, I, I got his beer list to put out there on the socials for today to, to advertise. Say, hey, after you're done here, go to go to the path or go up to Cellar Dweller, which are both within five miles of the yard here. Which I didn't realize um, that they're hyper, that close. Hyper local yeah. brewing yeah. right there. When you can drink a beer made with ingredients less than five miles away, that's pretty freaking mm -hmm. cool. Agreed. Um, but but uh, CJ sent me the, the uh, hop list of what he's got. I think he's got five, six beers on right now, and three of them have crystal in it. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I talked to him last week. And he said, there's not a beer on tap that doesn't have your hops in it. Cool. Oh, I love that. Awesome. Yep. That's amazing. So, so you, you have, um, as we walked, we walked every row here, mm -hmm. and you were saying that the first three rows you're going to take out. Yep. Um, are you going to replant that same variety, or no. are you going to do another no. variety? I, I will probably put in a, a proven winner. Okay. Um, I, I've got a couple of varieties here that, that I'm pulling out. and. The, uh, the tough part about growing hops is you really don't know if they're going to have a good yield for about three years. Right. And um, those varieties actually had good yields, but they have been hit with some insect pressure that I didn't used to have, and I'm unable to beat it. And so now that insect pressure has been killing off half the crop, and I, I, I can't sustain that if I want to make any money. Sure. So it's the, uh, the nasty, infamous European corn borer, for whatever reason, has taken a liking to those two varieties. And I've tried various measures to eliminate it can't do it so i'm just i'm i'm, I'm tearing them out 
they weren't the most in-demand varieties anyway, so I'm going to replace them with stuff that I know is going to do well, doesn't have those problems. Um, the space will be refilled, just not with those varieties. Nice. Very good. And how much do you base what you, I know that most of what you have planted, they're going to be replanted again, the different varieties, but for something like this, do you work with local breweries to say, hey, what are your plans for beers within the next few years to try to, I don't even know if you can't yeah. plan hops you, you, that way they at can't, all or just. They can't plan that and I can't plan that okay. because of the, the fickleness of people like us who are beer drinkers <laughs> who always want something new. Yeah. So what I do is I plant stuff that I know is going to grow and I know it's going to grow well and I know it'll sell. If I, if I plant four more rows at Chinook, I'm going to sell every pound of that mm -hmm. Chinook because Ohio Chinook is so good. Um, in the words of Chuck Lucan down at Narrow Path, it's righteous. Nice. It's got some nice cantaloupe <laughs> and peach notes to it that Pacific Northwest Chinook doesn't have. And it, it, right now, I'm, I'm leaning to putting more Chinook in there. Okay. Yeah, that was some of the ones that you, you know, told, that was the one that you told us to make sure that we heat it up in our hands. Yeah, because it's... To really get the, the different aromas from just kind of crushing the, yeah. the cone, which yeah. was... It smelled absolutely delicious, but when you got that warm, when you started really, um, you're volatilizing, volatilizing, yes, volatilizing yes. the oils. Holy cow! It and changed so much, <laughs> and it's like it, it gives me an entirely new perspective on trying to figure out the hops in the beers that I'm drinking. Well, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to complicate this. What a okay. beer, what a hop smells like when you rub it isn't necessarily what, what it tastes like. Taste like. Will it still smell the same? You're going to get some of okay. that. Okay. But it, other things are happening with um, during the brewing process. Some okay. of that's going to get boiled off. Okay. And others of it, aromas are going to come out that you don't smell when you do that because uh, some of what you're getting are monoterpenes, some are sesquiterpenes, but you're you're going to get some of those more than others depending on the temperature at which they volatize, mm -hmm. some of which is as low as like 120, 130 degrees. Others, it's more like 160, 170 degrees. So some of that stuff, depending on if you put it in, you know, at flame out or if you put it in uh, as a dry hop, it's going to change the, mm -hmm. the character of it completely. So, but it's still a good gauge of whether it's a, a uh, aromatic hop. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. This, this is awesome. <laughs> I know. I, I love this I so much. I don't really, uh, I don't really get out in nature very much <laughs> i'm very i'm i'm enclosed in tap rooms most of the time so uh so just to have this beautiful day and be out here and uh of course you know with with having brewed beer uh it's i've used your hops yep. and the, the beers we've made with them have been fantastic yep. and so to get out to get out here and actually see them and and to to you know just like you said you know uh take a cone and rub the cone and smell the cone it's it, it's just great you know what's weird is every year i've offered my brewers the chance to come out here and help pick and get out into nature yeah and it turns out they rarely come out to help but marco's how... been offered many many times to come enjoy nature yes but yes there he is but that's when true you're, but when you're part of the process kind of from start to finish even if not entirely you don't have to be planting the seeds or but being involved in seeing things from when the cones are still on the vine uh all the way to when you're dropping them into the boil. I feel like that would help, helping to understand the process from start to finish would just make you a better brewer, I feel oh, yeah. like. It, it, yeah. it is, uh, I, I agree with you on that, <laughs> Julia, but it's honestly- It's I, hard, sure, it's, it's hard. A, I think it's a great marketing opportunity too. 
Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you who does it real well. Is, Our brewers is, pick the hops that are going into your beer. I mean, how cool is that? Here's who does it real well is, is Chad from Narrow mm-hmm. Path. Yeah. Because every year it. he comes out here, he gets the glamour shots. He gets sure. his drone up there. He flies over it. He makes a video. And to... Um, to, to be able to say that our hops were picked less than five miles from the brew house. And um, you might see the, the hop growers sitting at the bar sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty freaking cool. And to know that you're getting a taste of that and you're supporting a local business, not only are you supporting that local business right there in the tap room, but you're supporting you're a local supporting business. multiple local businesses. Right down there. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I buy stuff around here to to, um, to maintain the hop yard and to feed the hops and whatnot so mm-hmm. it is it's part of that local food chain that I, I i find very important to support anyway whether it's a restaurant that's farm to table or a beer that's farm to table yeah i would agree i had two other questions um you had mentioned you know the wet hop and and getting these cones to the breweries like as they're being picked what is the fastest that you have gotten hops from the vine to the brewery that's wet hopping them um, <laughs> Not breaking any speed limits, of course. But um, like, like, what's the cellar dweller is four point eight miles from here, okay. and every year I literally come out here to the machine. I cut down some binds. I run them through the machine. Um, for the size they're doing, it might take me twenty minutes. And I, as I, as they're coming out of the machine, I'm putting them into um, brew bags, and I just immediately drive up there. So from the last cone coming out of the hop hop picker to them being delivered into the hands of the brewers at cellar dweller might be 15 minutes that is yeah. freaking amazing it's and that's and crazy they, it I've, I've been there I, i've been there um brewing when dave shows up with those hops and it's 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 amazing they smell amazing you know and uh it's it i, I don't know i i can't say how much I really love those beers that we made, and I'm looking forward to the beer that that uh, CJ's making uh, this coming week. I'm looking forward to when it's ready, and of course now, for all of you listening to the pod, I don't know whether it was mentioned or not, but I didn't just move house, so I'm uh, if if this hop yard is 4.8 miles from uh, cellar dweller, I'm probably uh, less than that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty close to there. So I'm anxious. You're about two to, miles. Two miles. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I'm anxious to go try that beer when uh, when it's ready. Yeah. And then last question that I had because I know that you're on a timetable. Uh, do do the Ohio? I'm going to get this wrong. The Ohio Valley Hop or Ohio Valley Hop Growers Guild. Do they ever work with or Ohio Hop Growers Guild? Okay. I was close-ish. You're close. Uh, work with other states hop growers guilds does that even exist in other states uh, we we are um our our state guild is an affiliate member of the hop growers of america okay. hop growers of america has a small growers council because 95 percent plus of hops are grown in the pacific northwest mm-hmm. right. right but there is a um a i'm going to call it a vibrant hop growing community in wisconsin minnesota indiana ohio um pennsylvania definitely new york and michigan they're they're a lot bigger than we are they're in a better position to grow them than we are in terms of latitude um and so we and most of us have our own state associations mm-hmm. um not not everybody's got one uh, but but uh, ohio's got a great association and we've worked real close with ohio craft brewers they have a they did last year and they'll do again the, the, this year a fresh hop ohio marketing campaign for all ohio fresh hop beers oh, nice. Um, nice. Brew, harvest ales that we brew with hops right out of the field 
So we, we do work together, and um, especially if you've been in, in the leadership of one of these associations, you tend to know the leaders of the others through a number of different things we've had to face with legislation and regulation where we've worked together to kind of fend things off and to steer things in the direction we want to. So, yeah, we um, we tend to work within our own states. None of us grow enough hops to sell much outside of our own state. Okay. I, I, I Every, I've got an acre and a half here, a couple football fields worth of hops. Um, I could sell everything I have, and I do sell everything I have to five brewers, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm done. And uh, I think a couple of those brewers would buy more if I had more. You're able to, right? Okay. Yes. okay. So, yeah. Well, thanks for taking a few minutes to to let us show up here and, yeah. and show us around and to talk to us. What do you want to plug? How can people find you, the hop farm, yeah. the, the hop growers Fo- guild? Follow me on the socials. Follow, uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Ohio Valley hops and uh, follow Ohio hop growers guild. I know at least they're on Facebook. I'm not sure if they're on Instagram or I know, I'm, I don't think any of us are on Twitter anymore, but um, follow us there. Some, uh, some guys have, we got a nice, Facebook page or a, a nice website for Ohio Hop Growers Guild, www.ohgg.org. If you're a home brewer, I'm sure you could hook up with a grower if you want to do something. Um, I'm, I'm always amenable to that, doing small amounts. In fact, after I'm done harvesting, anybody wants to come out and kind of glean the stuff where I missed a few cones on some binds, you're welcome to come out and just pick them and put them in your homebrew if you want to. Just reach out to me through my contact on, on Facebook or Instagram but, uh, and drink that local beer. Yeah. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah. Now, I know I know you're a certified Cicerone, Dave, but yeah. do you also homebrew beer? I don't. I have no interest in doing that. Okay. I could not make a decent enough beer to justify my time. I, I, have, I have had homebrew. I've had some good homebrew. I've had some awful homebrew. Um, I just don't want to go to the hassle of all of that. It's <laughs> not my thing. I, yeah. I, 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 I can that's drive... Fair five minutes and get a great beer that somebody else took care of and absolutely i'll grow them hops and they make me my beer sounds good (laughs) sounds like a plan let's go drink some (laughs) beer let's go drink some beer (laughs) all right thank you again and i can't wait to try all the beers that all the the breweries from narrow path to little fish have with your hops in them all right thank you thanks for coming out yeah absolutely we will see you guys soon